morning. Music was kind of soothing, wasn't it? Felt like I was in a nice waiting room or Cracker Barrel or something like that, you know? Thank you, Bob, and praise team, and good to see some Maggie. Great job this morning. Ellie, great job. Y'all did great. Good to see new faces on the on the praise team there. Caitlin, as always, great job. Let's give them a hand. <clears throat> Bob, you did good too. Uh, <laughs> Ken and Gary and Amanda. So don't want to leave anybody out, but thank you. Hey, I want to welcome y'all here today. Um, wow, fall is literally in the air this morning. Uh, you know, a little cooler than, than normal and uh, foggy and maybe not as bright as what we're used to seeing and, and the leaves are beginning to change. I really love, this is my favorite time of year because um, it's my birthday. It's always been my favorite time of year since I was a kid, right? <laughs> my mom, she's so funny. Um, she said, I'm the firstborn, right? Right, the inheritance is mine. Um, but, you know, my mom said, when I was born, the world changed. Right? I really didn't know what she meant, but, you know, if, if you're familiar with Wise County and uh, the hospital over there in Norton used to be St. Mary's or whatever, uh, that's where I was born. And so they went in, when, when she went in to the hospital, you know, in, into labor, um, it was summer, right? And when she came out, it was fall. And she said, I did that, right? Uh, but it's so neat, you know, to look out and see the change. Um, and, and maybe you are here this morning, right? And maybe your life needs a change. Maybe you know that, uh, man, I just, just, I need a change in my life. Maybe, you, maybe you're not really aware of that. You just feel like something is missing or, you know, something needs to happen. Now, what we're going to talk about today and in this series could be that change that you need. Uh, we're going to spend <clears throat> a few weeks talking about the Bible and how important that it is. Okay, and how important it needs to be to you, because regardless of whether we see it or treat it as important, it is. It is, and I want, I want you, I want all of us to have a fresh look at this, and not just come to church to hear a message about the Bible because that's what churches talk about, right? That's what we have always talked about and we expect to hear that change. That's what we need. And I think the Bible could be that change for all of us. Why is that? I've been burdened uh, for a while. Trying to, does anybody sit back and try to figure out the world like me? You'll spend a lot of time, you know, wondering what's going on and what's, what's wrong here and there. And ultimately, the people, the world just needs Jesus, right? But uh, when, when you look back at, in our world today and you look back at where we've been and, and things like that, I feel so many people have lost a passion for the Bible. Passion. We talked about that in Nehemiah. The foundation of building 
the kingdom of God is having a passion for the Lord, and I feel like so many have lost a, a passion for the Bible. When we see that we see a passion for the Bible in other places in the world where living isn't easy, right? You, you see a passion for the Word of God, for, for the Bible, and, and I feel like there's a void here now. Secondly, on top of that, so so if you if 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 years go by and and people keep having kids, right, and their kids keep having kids, and those years go by, and and you've lost a passion, and your your kids have lost a passion, and then pretty soon there comes a generation that doesn't even know the importance of the Bible. It's, see, in order to lose something, you have to have it at one time, right? Right? There's. Uh, a generation that don't even have it, right? I mean, it's. Um, I, I feel like we need to spend some time. I feel led to spend some time talking about this. You see, um, people are not seeing the importance of the Bible when it is important. Because of that, they are not allowing the Bible to influence their lives. And so, when you look out at the world today. Yeah, the world needs Jesus, but listen, God's people need to see the importance of God's word. Okay, You know, here's the thing. What are kids attached to today? Kids, youth. All right, what are, what are kids anchored to? All right, so uh, the big thing here with kids, and when I say kids, I mean like under 25. I'm, I'm old enough now to say under 25 is a kid. <clears throat> so it's YouTube, YouTube. That, that's like the thing. You want to know what a kid's life about is about under 25? It's YouTube. Uh, TikTok, whatever that is. Um, Snapchat, Instagram. All right, look, the under twenty-five kids are not on Facebook. It's weird. I don't know. It's like all these. Facebook doesn't have a cool enough name for me, so I'm going to go on these other things and start using them. So, listen, research shows children up to the age of 12 spend four hours per day watching media. Four hours per day. All right, teens, youth, under 25, six to eight hours per day watching media, whether it's Tic Tac, Talk, <laughs> Tic Talk, YouTube, Snapchat, Instagram, or WhatsApp, or whatever. Six to eight hours per day. 
Okay, adults, you're not any better. Um, you know you're an adult when it's your Facebook, right? Snapchat, YouTube, TikTok, you're, you're like me with it. Like, what is that? Facebook, yeah, I can get, right? It's like having an old yearbook or something. So many are attached to that, but look, you might say, I don't have social media, I'm good. I got two words for you, or one word, Netflix. It's two words, really, Netflix. Anybody ever binge-watched a show? You know, you know who you are. Like, literally, you, you will spend, all right, so the next thing comes out, and it's 15 episodes, and you spend 15 hours of your life of that day watching all 15 episodes. That's what that is. Now, here's the thing. You haven't done that for just one show. How many shows have you done that for? Right? And then you're talking about the next season. I can't wait to the binge watch the next season. So Netflix, Hulu, Amazon Prime, whatever. It keeps going. Adults, okay? Adults, six hours and 42 minutes is the average per day online. You might not be Netflixing, but you're surfing the web. You're doing something. As I'm getting older, my ears are getting smaller. Anybody have that problem? <laughs> so, you know, you know what six hours and 42 minutes per day online means? You're spending 100 days out of your year online. What is, what's influencing your life? What's shaping you? You know, here's the thing. When you distance yourself from the Bible, you distance yourself from God. look out and you, what's wrong with their world, what's wrong with their country. We're taking up our time with so many things other than God. This shocked me. Jesus, when he, he said a lot of things. And he asked a lot of questions. And I want to do a series, Ted, one, one soon on Jesus' questions. He asked a lot of questions. And, you know, he, he's God, right? He's the son of God. So he knew all the answers, but he still asked the questions anyway. The most repeated question that Jesus asked, what do you think it is? Have you never read? Have you never read? And I, I want to ask that to you. Have you never read? What I mean by that is not ever, right? But is that where your life is today? Like, can you hear Jesus just saying, are you, are you reading? What, what are you doing? Why haven't you read? See, in the, what I want to do in this series 
is I do want to look at some cherished Bible verses, and so we ask for your input on that and some of those verses. We'll go through those and why they are so important. But today, today, what I want to do is I want us, I want you to really grasp on what the Bible is. I really want to, you to get a good grasp on that. And with the goal of this, the goal, I, I want you to leave here today finding God in his word. That, that's what I want you to do. First of all, I want to share this with you. The Bible is God's word. The Bible is God's word. And if, if you've heard this said a lot in churches, if you're new to church, you know, this is what it means when you hear people say the word, right? Or they, they preach the word there. Like, the Bible is literally, you know, God's word. It, this, the big book, right, that we're talking about, all of it, it contains the words of God, the message of God. It's, it's, it's his words. Paul wrote this near the end of his life, and he said some amazing things. Paul said some foundational, inspirational, just just amazing things. And really near the end of his life is when he started just churning off his best stuff, right? And so he wrote this to Timothy in 2 Timothy 3.16. He says this, all scripture, that's another word for the Bible, all of it, all scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. Love that. All scripture is God-breathed. Breathed. It's inspired by God. All of the Bible is. It's a, there's no other book like it. It's, it's supernatural. Man, there are some great books out there. I know some of you might be readers. I'm not. I'm not a bit. I hate to read, as a matter of fact. Um, some of you just read a book a week, right? Um, there is no other book like the Bible. None. There, there's no other book that is God-breathed. You realize that the book that you have the book that is under the chairs there is the breath of God. And we think, man, in our lives, I just want to hear from God. Or, God, I need you, or something's missing. And you fail to realize that you have the breath of God in your hand. That close to you. might say well what about what about the writers right i mean all these all these books and stuff they, they had writers didn't they yeah they did but look only one author a bunch of writers but only one author peter also near the end of his life look this isn't a coincidence here these guys when they they start seeing that the light is at the end of the tunnel right their life is getting ready to end and they want to make some important things very clear to those following behind them. Peter says this, above all, look, I've taught you some, some amazing things. I've taught you some important things, but 
This is really important here. Above all, you must understand that no prophecy of Scripture came about by the prophet's own interpretation of things. So you get that? You know, they didn't have a New Testament when Peter was saying this. They were referring back to the Old Testament. And if you go back and you read a lot of those prophets and stuff like that, it literally says the word of the Lord came. The word of the Lord came over and over and over again. These guys just wrote down what God wanted them to. Verse 21, for prophecy never, never, ever had its origin in the human will. That's very important because anything that you and I write is not on God's level. It's not. And we got some good writers in this world. We do. It's not God's word. It's not. The words contained in the Bible are God's word. Prophecy never had its origin in the human will, but prophets, though human, spoke from God as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit. I love that there. It's like God inspired them and carried them along and and urged them and and motivated them and, and surrounded them and just caused them to write these words down, each book. And the Bible is God's word. Most of you have heard that. Should God's word be important? If you haven't heard that, think about that. You have access to the words of God. Next, God's word is living. It's living. Look, this book is supernatural. And... I'm only going to do so much justice to, to saying something like that. You'll just have some things you have to figure out for yourself. It's supernatural. You know, if, if, if it's God's word and there's nothing else like it, look, there's nothing else like it. I have, I have read the Quran, okay? I've, I've read all kinds of religious texts. And it's garbage compared to the Bible. It might, it might be poetic, right? It might make sense on a human level. But I promise you, there, there is something so different about the Bible. Maybe I need to get an earring, and it'll hold it in place. I used to have one, by the way. <laughs> then I just look like Mr. Clean now. <clears throat> That's why I don't wear it. I want to show you this. This is so important. This is why God's word is, is, it should be important to you. It's living, Genesis 2-7. This is back when God created man. The, then the Lord God formed a man from the dust of the ground 
and breathed, all right, breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And then what happened? And the man became a living being. Do you get that about God's word, about God's breath? All of Scripture is God breathed. It's not two different types of breath there. Same mouth, same God, same breath. God's word brings life. Look, picture this with me the best you can. Not a naked man, okay? But God making man. Forming everything. Putting skin on him. Muscles. Ligaments. Tendons. Hair. Wrapping it all up. Getting it all ready. And it's nothing. It's nothing. It's not living until when God breathes. I think it's interesting that man didn't breathe until God breathed into man. There's life in the Word of God. If you go back in, a little further in Genesis, God said, let there be, and it was. His words, His breath. If you go to, to Revelation and you want to get kind of weird on it, when Jesus comes back and the, it says the sword comes out of his mouth, right? And that's how he just, that's how he ends the world when he comes back. It's his words. The world was created by the words of the Lord and the world will be destroyed and made new again by the words of the Lord. The Word of God is living, Hebrews 4.12. For the Word of God is alive and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. You want to read a good book? Read the Bible. Because you just don't read it, it reads you. It reads you. I know sometimes you got these book clubs. I don't understand why you're in a book club, but like... You get, get together and you talk about, oh, this is a great book. Hey, the Bible, I'm telling you, is a great book. It's more than just a book. It is alive. It is living. And look, it is active, which means that when you read it, it does something. It does something to you. And most books engage our minds. God's word engages our minds and penetrates our souls. It does. There's life in it. And here's why that's important to you and me. God's word is life-changing. It's life-changing. God's word has the power to change your life two, two ways. For eternity, okay, for eternity, through Jesus. I want to show you this, 2 Timothy 3, 14. This is Paul talking to Timothy here. He says, but as for you, continue in what you have learned and have become convinced of. Pay attention to that word convinced of there. So Timothy made a decision, right? And he wrestled with some things and, and eventually he became convinced and he settled things in his heart on what he believed. 
How did he do that? Because you know those from whom you learned it. So he had he had some people, he had his, his mother and his grandmother sort of investing in him and raising them the right, right way and teaching them their faith. But also this, and how from infancy you have known the holy scriptures. Here's how important they are, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. That's why the Bible has taken off in places where Christianity has been unknown. It's because salvation can be found in Scripture. Because who's found in Scripture? Jesus. Jesus. You know, it's interesting. So the Marvel, uh, Marvel's Avengers, I know a lot of you are into that. Do you realize that it's been 10 years in the making? 10 years? The first Avengers movie was out 10 years ago. 21 movies later, right? And we're like all into that, right? And we're watching it over and over again on Netflix. <laughs> or Disney, right? I forgot Disney. <clears throat> we're, we're so into that. Some of you are really into that, Right? Think about it. So 10 years, 21 movies, all telling the same story. And you're into that. Here's what you should be into. 66 books, 40 different writers, over 1,400 years, all telling one story, pointing to one person, and that's Jesus. That's what you need to be into, and that's what you need to be excited about, and that's who we need to be talking about. And look, can you believe this? Can, look, there's no, nothing else like this out here. Come on, let's, let's talk about this together. The Bible is life-giving. It's life-changing because it points you to the author of life. Two men on, the, on this road after the resurrection of Jesus, they're, they're leaving Jerusalem. And remember, after the crucifixion, Maybe I'm just moving around too much today. A little, little excited. Okay. After the crucifixion, like nobody really knew what was going on. And so these two followers of Jesus were leaving Jerusalem kind of down. Like, what happened? Right? And they just, they happened to run into Jesus, but they didn't know it was Jesus at the time. And so they're walking along, and Jesus comes up and like, hey, what are you guys doing? What are you talking about? Oh, uh, how these scriptures and all this stuff, and, and, and Jesus, and he was handed over to be killed, and we're just not sure what to do. And then it says that Jesus went home with them and started explaining the scripture to them. And you know what it says after that? That they recognized who he was. It changed their life. It pointed them to Jesus Philip ran into a guy from Ethiopia, um, this, this official, this high-ranking official who also happened to be in Jerusalem, and he was heading back. And he was pulled over on the side of the road, and he was reading the Bible. He was reading from the book of Isaiah, and he had no idea what it was saying. He was like, I, I don't really get this. 
Philip shows up and starts explaining the Bible to him and starts showing him how it points to Jesus, and that guy gets saved. It's all because that guy had the Bible. He was reading it, right? That seed was being, the word of God is living. It is active. And it was activated inside of this guy's heart before Philip even came along. That's what it can do. It can change your life for eternity. You might say, well, I got a relationship with Jesus. Well, look, it can change your life now as well. Um, John 6, 63 the words of Jesus, the Spirit gives life. I love that. God's Word, oh, excuse me, the Spirit gives life. The flesh counts for nothing. What does that remind you of, by the way? Genesis, all the way back, when God formed the man and he's just sort of laying there, lifeless. All flesh is there and accounted for. and None of it's working. Because it didn't have the Spirit, the breath of God. But it says the spirit gives life. The flesh counts for nothing. The words, the words that I have spoken to you, they are full of the spirit and life. Man. You want to know the meaning of life and understand what life is about? Have a good life and Experience life to the fullest the way that God wants you to have. You've got to make sure that you're anchored to the Word of God. It's what you and I need. We all look to fulfillment. We all look to better our lives, don't we? We spend so much time and money looking at all these things to make our skin tighter, our hair shinier, right? Our jawbone straight, whatever. I don't know. What's the next thing that we're going to look for to try to better our lives? If, if we would just take Jesus' word to heart, anchor ourselves to his word, that's where life is actually found. So here's what we need to do. Two things. Here's what I want you to do. Get into the word. Get into the word. Here's the problem I see with most, with a lot of people, and here's the problem, parents and grandparents, that I see with most of the younger generation, okay? And I know there's some exceptions out there, so I'm not talking about your child, but I might be. Um, here's, what, here's the way they view the Bible. It's going to be hard for some of you to hear, okay? I'm just telling you. Oh, that's a cool story. It's okay. It's all right. I'll, it's got some cool things in it. I like some of the stories. I look at I look at it every now and then. You see, it's uh, it's viewed differently. It's viewed differently. It's almost viewed as an optional reading. You teachers know what I'm talking about. Like you give that resource of do this, do this, do this. Here's an optional reading source for you. It's almost in that category. 
Sad to say, many adults are the same way. I could, I'll get to it if I have time. Maybe later. Look, don't blow off what's God breathed. Because that's exactly what you're doing. Blowing off his breath. Look at Deuteronomy 32, 47. This is after God struck his words into stone. He says, they are not just idle words for you. They are your life, you see. Look, people, kids, everyone. These are not just idle words. It's not just optional reading. It's just not schoolwork. It's just not a program or a ministry or anything like that. This is life. The words that you read and the words that you hold, it is life. It is your life, is what Scripture says. Your life. Don't treat it as optional. Don't treat it as a waste of time. Don't treat it as invaluable. No, it's your life. It's your life. Are you viewing it that way? Look, here's what I want you to do. Just move closer to God through his word. You know, I could get up here and say, hey, let's let's read through the Bible in a year, or let's read a chapter a day, or let's start doing this and that. The reality is, is you're not going to do it. That's the reality. You're not going to do it. So wherever you're at today, take that next step to move closer to God through his word. Wherever you are now, move closer. I don't know what that means for you. Maybe you're there like daily, right, and and you're spending time there. Maybe that's you. Maybe you're ever now and then. Maybe you're just a Sunday morning, and this right here, this stuff on here is all you see besides a Facebook post that you like. Whatever, If you're there, open it up. What does it look like for you? I don't know. What would you do if you had the most important thing in the world at your fingertips? Everybody, it's exciting to me when I hear news like this. Like they just translated, this year, translated the Bible completely into sign language. That's exciting. That is amazing. Every year they are adding to translate, they are, they are making new translations. Um, every smartphone that every one of us have, has a free Bible app. It's, it's there. It's there. There's a program out. There's probably several out where you can actually download this and get the Bible read to you. And I'm like, I love that. It, it even has James Earl Jones's voice. Who? You mean Darth Vader will read the Bible to me? 
Yes, that's awesome. When I first thought about this stuff over the years, I'm like, no, come on, be a man, be a woman of God, and pick up your hard copy Bible and read it. But if we step, if we step back and we say, and we think the Word of God is the Word of God, doesn't matter how you access it. You, you follow me? If, if it's somebody reading to you, they are speaking the words of life and you are hearing it. And this is a supernatural book with supernatural words and it might not pertain to you. You might not understand it at the moment, but what you are doing is you are breathing in the word of God. That will change you. That will affect you. It's living and it's active. So however you need to get it into you, do it. If you have to have James Earl Jones read the Bible verses to you, okay. Get into the Word. Get into the Word. Anchor yourself to the Word. And here's the thing. Here's where all of us, including myself, we get to. We try this, and then we're gone, like in a month. We're back to the same old person. Look, if you do that, and you will, just go back. You go back. If you stop, you go back. If you drop it, pick it back up. It doesn't matter. You go back again and again and again. You run to the source of life and you anchor yourself to the Word of God. You do that. Next. Finally, I'm going to close. Let the Word get into you. So look, get into the Word of God, but here's the important thing. Let the Word of God get into you. Get into you. Here's, here's, here's me. I've got a confession to make. I am in the Word all the time. All the time. All the time. And you know what? It's, it's for you. It's for today. I'm a preacher. And so like my mind is consumed with what do I need to say? How, what do I need to do? I'm in the Word all the time. Okay, but I have you in mind. So you see, this is the area where I'm deficient. The word doesn't always get into me as far as me, for me. Let the word get into you. Chew on it. Okay, chew on it. Take notes. Wrestle with it. You're going to read things that you won't understand. You're going to read things that will offend you. Chew on it. Ponder it. Ask questions. Write things down. And listen, here's the mistake that a lot of people make. When it comes to reading God's Word and reading the Bible, volume does not equal blessing. I know we think like, oh, I'm going to do this chapter, or I'm going to do two chapters, or I'm going I'm to read the Bible through in a year, I'm going to cram it all in. That, that, that doesn't work. Volume does not equal blessing at all. It should be transformative. It should be transformative. Going back to Jesus' question that he asked over and over again, have you never read? It was asked because they got into the Word, okay? But they didn't allow the Word to get into them. 
They didn't allow it to transform their lives. What are you consuming each day? What are you bringing in to your heart, to your mind, to your soul? What is it? Here's my prayer today. May it be more of the Word of God. Today, may it be more of the Word of God in your life. God's Word brings life to our lives. Matthew 4, 4, Jesus answered, It is written, Man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. What are you living on? God made us in the beginning to be completely dependent on his bread. Are you dependent on that today? Still. And we got bulletins back. Yay. Um, there's a section there that says, what's the Holy Spirit saying to me? What's God saying to you today? More time? More me? Or more of him? More of him. Follow God's prompting. Follow God's word to you today. Your life will be better because of it. Let's pray. God, thank you for today and your message through your word. God, I pray that uh, we would see scripture, the Bible, for what it is, and that is your word, God. And if that is true, which it is, but if we are convinced of that ourselves, God, may we live by it. May we long for it. As the deer pants for water, may we, may we have that type of thirst and that type of hunger to, to be anchored to your word. And maybe it's not reading two or three chapters each and every day, but maybe it's just that, that one moment where we, we look at your word and we just say, God, I need you. God, speak to me. God, may we just be willing to accept your word into our lives and allow it to get into us and not just read it to be reading it but to listen to listen to receive it to allow your word to bring the life that it gives into our own lives because your word is life changing God I pray today that if there's someone that is hungry for you in a relationship with you, God, that they will see Jesus as your word, your, the physical representation of your word. Your word brings life. God, may they see Jesus as the source of life. And may they put their faith and their trust and their hope in him and what he did on the cross through his death so that they may have life. God, I pray that they would give their life to you today. God, for, for those that are struggling today, struggling to live out their faith, struggling to be faithful, God, thank you for grace. Thank you for mercy. 
Thank you for never leaving us. And thank you for continuing to speak to us through your word and to bring us back and to say us, say to us the things that you long to say to us because you know what's best. And you want a much better life for all of us, God. May we find that in nothing else but your holy word. May we anchor our life to it. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.